Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared's not here, man. Jared's not here. Jared's in Tennessee. But hey, how you doing? <laughs> I forget, whenever you, I, I forget, I forget the thing. The hey, what? everybody, it's me, Todd Novick. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death uh, that you are listening to our little show, the Guitar Knobs podcast, and listening to our little show with us and actually helping us with this one. Across the table from me is John Esterly with Rare Buzz Effects. Correct, Amundo. You've heard him before, and uh, he's going to share in some happy, happy pedal fun times with our special guest. Who are you, special guest? Hi, I'm Chris Johnley from Vaderin Pedals. Vaderin Pedals, that's correct. You, hey, you got that right. <laughs> wow, um, that's exactly how we were going to pronounce it. I know it. it's amazing. Uh, oh yeah, Vaderin. Yeah, we. Oh. <laughs> no, your last name. <laughs> oh, my last name. <laughs> yeah, not it's like we did research on that or anything. <laughs> uh, you've obviously, no doubt, seen a lot lately of a very special. The, uh, the HPX photo, uh, or pedal. Sorry, John's taking a photo. I'm so easily influenced by things. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, You're so polished, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, and you, yeah, you've been running a lot of the, uh, specials on those. And just for people that may not be familiar, I think you they, they have little tiny X's on them, and you've been running them in awesome colors, and they sound fantastic. Um, where can people see these things, Chris? Uh, in, on Instagram, I'm Vaderin Pedals, V-A-D-E-R-I-N Pedals, and then Vaderin.com is the website. Right. Those are the best places to, cool. Excellent. to check them out. We've yeah. got four on the table here, not yes. on the floor, that uh, we're going to go over with Chris and find out a little bit more about his story, and he's going to tell us about these awesome pedals. Uh, in the meantime, I've got to say a few quick announcements. Please do. Get to my announcement page. Announcements. Here we go. Um, I wanted to give a huge shout out to the best marching band in the land. No, not, not the Ohio State marching band, mm -hmm. but the Thomas Worthington High School marching band, ah. which my daughter is a sousaphonist in. And mm -hmm. a special shout out to Isaac Sullivan who is a fan of the show that I ran into last night at a big band gala last night, marching band gala. And you know what he plays? Uh, xylophone. Trombone. <laughs> what would that make him? A trombonist. But he's not a guitar player, but he loves his show. Well, I thought that go. was fantastic. Well, you know. So shout out to you, Isaac. Hey, can I say something? Yes. The wah pedal yes. was originally developed to create a trombone-like Sound. Wow, that would be really hard to play with your mouth. <laughs> You're like, that was good, Novak. Um, no so bad. anyways, back to, back to uh, Isaac and all of the people of that particular high school band. You guys are awesome, um, and I'm so glad to be an extension of it as a parent. So, uh, oh, also, we want to say, uh, if you 
hopefully you listened to all of the Spark Amp goodness and everything. Oh, Sparky. And uh, we did the giveaway. Yep. We've talked about it at length. If yep. you still want to get one of those and you still want to get uh, the discount on it, oh, who would? Guitar Knobs 10, all caps, Guitar Knobs 10, put it in. And it, I believe it works with all of the other compounded deals that they have going on. Worked for me. So I highly recommend getting on that action. All right, that's what I got. I'm done. That's lots of announcements. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's two. So um, this week <laughs> is what we're going to talk about right now. What's going on in our music world this week, gentlemen? We're going to start off with uh, Tony, and he's going to tell us what he had, and then we're going to hear from Chris. I'm going to tell you a little story. So in the mail today showed up my 2022 Vintage Guitar Magazine price guide, which is actually really cool. Uh, I, I have, I think I've got all of these that go back into the 90s now. And it's a, uh, for those who don't know, it is kind of a, a pretty good indicator of what the market is doing, what guitars are worth. Uh, the cool thing about this particular uh, publication is not only does it do guitars, but it does basses, amps, as well as effects pedals mm. and gives you some good ideas as to what things are. I mean, there are some shortcomings and obviously with a book this size, you can't cover every stinking model that is out there. But, you know, if even if you go into the Fender and the Gibson sections, there's still a lot of uh, the Strat models, Tele models, or the, you know, the Gibson Les Paul or SG models in there. And it's, you know, it's, it's just handy to have uh, if you're going to a guitar show, if there ever is another guitar show. I think there will be some. Yeah, someday. there's a couple. There's, they've been around. Yeah. They've been happening. So it's, you know, it gives you a general idea. Um, interestingly, this year, uh, they, they kind of do a recap of what's been going on. And um, we are... You know, apparently on our way, when you what 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 they do is they take um, forty two uh, guitars and they've tracked them over the years to kind of see if you combined all of those together, what the grand total would be, and uh, they include things. You know, it's it's not. I mean, there there's some pretty cool stuff on there, but there's some Fenders, Martins, and Gibsons on there, and. Um, it looks like, based on the chart, that we are coming back to a point um, where I think the, the all-time high was in 2008, which those 42 guitars came very close to being $100,000 total. Um, it dropped uh, every year since 2008, uh, but then it started to make a climb back in uh, well, just a couple of years ago. So the, the chart is looking like it's going in the upper direction. And, uh, you know, what's, what's, they also give, you know, some ideas like uh, a lot of the uh, Japanese Fender things are, are increasing in, in higher value. Uh, anything related to Eddie Van Halen uh, shot up like 20 or 30 percent in value. And uh, it's just a really cool thing. So, you know, for I think I don't know, it's like 35 or 36 bucks. Uh, shipped. It's well worth having if you are interested in guitars or knowing what your stuff is worth. Mm -hmm. hmm. I wonder how close that it, I guess, matches up with uh, like the the reverb statistics. You know, the I mean the analytics analyses. Yeah, I mean, I think the reverb stuff is based strictly on what things have sold for. 
um, which, you know, is actually a pretty good indicator, too. Um, one of the, the, the downsides of this pe- publication is they don't list anything um, that's less than, you know, like, you know, refins or, or different things like that. But there's, there's specific math that you can calculate hmm. based off of what something is near mint or yeah. excellent condition. So if you like the Farmer's Almanac, this <laughs> book is for you. Yeah, and it's got some cool photos and things in it and lots of good information. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, let's see here. Chris, what's going on in music world? Well, I'm getting ready to move, so I am thinning the herd of all the gear. Really? And, uh, just going through all my stuff, which I have a lot of gear, um, and, and just picking a couple things out to you know, post on Reverb and sell. Um, Do you have a specific store, or are you just listing them? They're just random... I, uh, like a specific reverb shop. Yeah, I do. I have a Vader in reader reverb shop, but then I have a personal one too. Ah, I put all the, all my personal gear on my personal shop. So not like mix the, the two, uh, looks like that's, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. You're like, yeah, I, I sell the pedals on <laughs> reverb. <Duh>. Obviously <laughs> I meant, uh, so thank you for clarifying my dumbness. Oh yeah, no problem. What are some of the highlights um, of what you're selling? So I have a pretty huge uh, Tysco ah, collection. I love them. I probably have 20 Tysco guitars in various states of disrepair. Some are, some are in good condition, but some are not. So I'm parting out a bunch and, you know, assembling like part lots uh, to post those and cool. going through some pedals. Um, <laughs> but... One of the cool pieces that's actually up right now is uh, it's a, um, a limited Tyler the Creator signature strat, which is kind of like a weird signature strat because, you know, Tyler the Creator doesn't play guitar, but um, <laughs> it was it was like given out at uh, his, fe- his music festival a couple years ago, and um, he actually gifted this to me. Wow. But I... Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm moving that along, and and uh, one one of those Tysco WG4Ls. I don't know if you guys know Tysco models specifically, but um, I just like fix that one up. Oh, that's cool. It's like another hobby I have in addition to making pedals. It's just like. Are you selling any of uh, any Mayflies or anything like that? That's the um, the semi hollow one that's kind of got a very odd painter's palette shape, I guess. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, I'm not, but I have, um, I think it's the EB200 hollow body, mm-hmm. the bass. I have one of those, um, and I have the guitar version of it too. Cool. Hollow body goes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm holding on to those though. Well. Those are yeah. hard to get a hold of these days. Hmm. But, um. Yeah, everybody yeah. everybody likes the uh the old Japanese stuff. It's definitely in vogue right now. And usually kind of always. I mean, everybody likes the idea of them. Yeah, um, I think for a lot of it it's just time to you know, move it back to people who have the time to you know, to move it on over them. Yeah. and to rock it on over. John <laughs> John Esterly, <laughs> go ahead, John. Well, 
So a few months ago, I got one of the Squire Cyclone Paranormal Series guitars for the studio, and I've been kind of digging around with that at the studio. But uh, here in the last couple of weeks, I got a second one for home. Um, I'm kind of doing the Todd Novak thing where all my <laughs> guitars at home are going to be the same color scheme, although mine's uh, white with tortoise guards a little oh, bit. Cool. Yeah. So got one of those and... Um, to make a long story short, I was getting a little fret buzz in the middle of the neck, and I started thinking I was a luthier for a minute and mucked around with it, and now it's it has become so much worse than it was when I started that, <laughs> um, that I've kind of thrown my hands up. So I, I ordered, uh, you know how it goes, if you're going to have somebody dig into it anyway, do all the stuff on yeah. it you want to do. So um, I got new pickups, uh, which is one of the weak points in those um, – Cyclones, they're just kind of flat. Yeah. Um, and then got new tuners and uh, a new bridge. So all those parts are on the way. Oh, and that's as soon cool. as they get here, we'll yeah. take a small project and make it into a big one. So. There you go. Doing the fret buzz stuff and the, uh, you know, the setup is kind of, it's, to me, it is like the the little crappy um, carnival game where you got to get all the BBs on the face or something like that. Yeah. You know, inside, and then never, ever. No. Like mm. if you... I got this one there, and they all fall apart. <laughs> it, it is a skill set that I am happy to admit that I just do not possess. Yeah. So I'm going to defer to the the experts on that. All but right, looking oh. forward to it. Always Indeed. a safe choice. Yes, uh, Todd. Well, I started watching the Sparks Brothers. The Sparks Brothers. Yes, it's a new uh, documentary, rockumentary, if you will, um, about the Sparks. Oh, Sparks. It's called Sparks Brothers. But it's not The Sparks. It's sp The Sparks Brothers. But Sparks. Yes, the, the band is called band. Sparks. <laughs> yes. I swear. Uh, fact check. It's, well, yeah, anyways. So, uh, now so there's the show. Flustered, there's the show. There's a show. And it's about the two guys that yeah. make up Sparks. And Thank to you. Tony's credit, it's not The Sparks. It's just Sparks. So... We've established that. I've said that a thousand times now. Very exciting about that. I say I started watching it. I did not get far because I realized I had to finish the last episode of Squid Game first. So. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Must watch that. Sparks were f famous for their just avant-garde approach to everything. rock and pop and everything. And so many musicians credit their love of music and their uh their their own limit pushing to yeah. what they did so very experimental yeah it's i'm really excited about this it's gonna be very i'm gonna learn a lot which i'm excited about so mm -hmm. so there go check it out regular tabula rasa sure yeah cool uh Mojito. cool note about the sparks the guy the um i know the dudes in the band and the backing band for the sparks oh really yeah uh, Sam KS, Patrick Kelly, and Evan Weiss. You know those dudes from LA. Nice. Uh, two of them were in a band called Super Rat that I worked for the management company oh, that managed those guys. So nice. It was cool to see them. They're in the video. I was I I I didn't know that they had done it. I mean, I haven't talked to them in a couple in a couple years now. But yeah, uh, I was like, wow, that's crazy. The what a cool gig, you know. The the cast that's in this is pretty remarkable. It's Russell and Ron who make up Sparks. Um, 
uh, Mike Myers in there, Jane Weedlin, Jason, Jason Schwartzman, Fred Armisen, uh, Weird Al, Flea, Beck, uh, it, 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 Jojo Marauder, Todd Rundgren, John Taylor, like Nick Rhodes, all these guy, Andy Bell, Thurston Moore. And it's like this huge list of people. It goes on and on and I'm on. I'm kind of offended they didn't invite me to participate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not, or else I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> okay. So anyways, uh, we are going to do some of this action right now. Hey, John. Hey, Tony. I noticed that you have a sitting in front of you four very nice pedals. From where? Uh, from Vaderin Pedals. Interesting. Interesting. That's I think a, that's I've heard of these guys. It's quite a coincidence guys. Yeah, that... I've heard of these guys. We have... Chris is doing a show about that very soon. Oh, and, no kidding. And you have yes. four pedals there. I have four. What I'm kind of curious is they're sitting there, but there are no patch cables between them. Oh, well, see, the only possible way to use guitar effects is one at a time. Guitar into the... No. No, there's another way. No, no, no. <laughs> let, me, let me turn you on to... Tour gear design patch cables. Patch cables. Patch you say. cables. They're short. Oh. They're flat. They're dependable. They're flat. Ch- they're, like they're inexpensive. Yes. Flat like a pancake or like more a, like a crepe. Like a crepe. More okay. like a crepe. Right. Um, and they're very very small. They're very flexible. I can't say enough about them. I think you, me, as a pedal guy, yeah, should use tour gear design cables between your pedals that's a brilliant idea actually in all seriousness i did order a bunch of tour gear designs cables to put together my own personal home pedal boards and so oh, there, there you yeah. go you yep. beat me to it um, how about you chris have you ever heard of these things yeah sure have i ordered a bunch too in fact i used the guitar knobs discount code to do it excellent right on todd tell us more well why don't you head down to tourgeardesigns.com and you can plug in Guitar, the guitar knobs, the guitar knobs knobs into your discount code, and you're going to save 10% on your entire order. We always say your entire order because it is insane that you would only buy one one cable. You're You're going to, well, if you do that, here's what's going to happen. Get a bunch of them. You're going to buy one, and you say, why didn't I order a bunch more of these? And then you're going to place another order. That's correct. But do, do yourself a favor, take it from everybody here. Just order, We're all using just them. order yeah. a bunch of them. They're great. And, and if you've got side jacks and top jacks mixed around on your it's pedal board, they've, they've got all sorts of different sizes, lengths, orientations. And con- yeah, and configurations. Configurations. And if you need more space on your board, I would say you could easily sneak in an extra two, maybe three pedals yep. using Tour Gear Design cables. Agreed. All right, TourGearDesigns.com. Go get yourself uh, the discount, the guitar knobs. Thank you to Tour Gear for sponsoring our four on the floor. John. Let me get as little some of this. Okay. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right. Chris John Lee from Vader and Pedals. Give us your four on the floor. All right, cool. So first, well, like everybody, I spent a lot of time thinking about this, and I went through a couple combinations, but ended up settling on this one uh it's like what i'm actually playing right now uh so first up is the when the sun explodes uh from beautiful noise pedals uh Mm. it's the it's their like big reverb 
pedal and this pedal is really cool it's got it's like a, it's a reverb pedal but it has a really cool feedback section um you can flip between like a harmonic tremolo and uh just like a regular uh delay section and it also has a boost on it um interesting choice for the beginning of the chain uh i've been really into like you know putting reverb before my my drives and fuzzes lately um you know kind of doing the shoegaze thing a little bit but mm. this pedal is really great for that because it has the boost um and you can dial in a lot of different reverb settings you can do like the short kind of spring reverb tank or the huge like cascading washes of reverb uh it's really versatile um it's like a really cool looking pedal too it is beautiful i love the artwork um, on it i love the yeah. name what, what are the two switches on the uh back on on the uh the back face you've got an in you've got an out oh yeah an those are the pedal and a, so a clipping they have clipping diode selections on the back um so you can choose like what Ooh. clipping you Ooh. want your feedback to go through. There's it's definitely like the shoegazers kind of yeah. reverb. Like it's it's geared toward that. But um it's got I, mean, I really a like dry, it. wet, and a wet only. Yeah, for the That's uh, really neat. I like the wet only thing. Yeah, kind of, I mean the dry wet. And then in the middle, the foot switch is a feedback hold. Uh, foot switch so if you want to like have that feedback swell happen uh you know and go into self-oscillation you can just step down on it and let that happen wow which is really nice for like those feedback swells you don't have to bend down and like turn up the feedback knob oh and, that's fun this yeah is you can just step on it and hold it and then it like does its thing um and that's really cool in front of your fuzz or drive you know if you're gonna want have everything go crazy yeah I feel like um, our pal Jeff Schroeder would be all over this pedal. Yeah, that's a pretty substantial pedal too. That's a that's a big old, big old boy. Yeah, it's big. Um, yeah, it's like a really cool uh, company. They have another pedal called the Endless Sleeper, which is really cool. I don't have that, but uh, I've had this one for a little over a year. I think it's been out for a couple years now. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool. Did you get the black one or what color is your? I've got black, yeah. Yeah. Uh I think he did other colorways too. Yeah. But um pink, seafoam green, and powder blue. Yeah, when I jumped in, I think there were only black available, but seafoam green is would be a cool one. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll I'm nervous to like sell it and try to get a colored one. I want to hang on to it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you should, never you know, should do like, a trade with him and, t and tell him to do like a paint splash, and then I think a paint splash one would look pretty sweet on yeah, it. just I like think just so. all crazy splatter paint. Uh, that's very cool. That's a that's a great first pedal. What do you got for number two? All right, so number two, uh, I wanted to have a harmonic percolator, um, and right now the choices are amazing for harmonic percolators. If you're in the market for a harmonic percolator. There are a lot of awesome pedals, but I ended up picking the Champion Lucky Divi. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, love Wooly. He's awesome. He's just down the street from me in Philly here. Uh, we hung out the other day. Nice. He's a great guy. He is. Uh, makes awesome pedals. Uh, super nice guy. 
Um, I and delightfully Davey, weird. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, we all are a little bit. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the Divi is a harmonic percolator. It has the toggle switch. You can flip between some different voicings, some different EQ voicings. Mm-hmm. And can, um, can you explain it, for some of our listeners who may not know what a, a harmonic? No, nope. oh, we're going to save that for his pedal. Oh, yeah. Tony and the we we're, we'll, we'll talk. We'll go down the rabbit hole a little bit. Okay. With the percolators. Yeah. I feel like I have to kind of yeah. get into the percolator thing a little bit here. Right. Uh, okay. But I wanted to say a, a notable thing about the Divi is that it's an all silicone uh, harmonic percolator. So both transistors our silicon transistors and um you know because the the interfax one has it's a hybrid pedal it has a silicon and germanium transistor in it uh same thing with like the hp2 uh also the electro foods percolators uh hybrid pedals but lackeys is all all silicon and um i was sort of like i had tried some uh harmonic jerculator-esque configurations with all silicon but uh I didn't like any of it until I played the Divi, and then I was like, "Huh, maybe I can, maybe I can find a combination that is equally as rad as as Woolies." So that's why it's on my floor on the floor. It kind of gave me the the idea and courage to go with a all silicon uh, harmonic percolator design for the HPX. Plus, but, it comes with really cool stickers. <laughs> It, yeah, and cool key fobs and yeah, everything, <laughs> cool everything, all the cool stuff. Sweet, like severed limbs on a <laughs> on a note card, <laughs> which yeah, is you uh, know, hey, you'll have that. But, uh, so there's this cool thing. It also looks awesome next to the when the sun explodes. They're both like black, and you know, this one's etched. The divi is etched. It just they look really cool together. They look like they're a, a good pair, and they are because. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody has sent reverb through a harmonic percolator lately, but that's a pretty cool sound that you get there. Hmm. Uh, it's pretty. So it can be evil, but it can be pretty. Uh, that's kind of the the cool bit about a percolator that I like. Yeah. Um, so gotta have a percolator. We talked about that at length, front. actually, which we'll again we'll get into when we get to yours. How about number three? All right, number three. Uh, had to go with the uh electronic audio experiments halberd mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah i mean what an awesome pedal right yeah yeah that's, uh, i mean there that's I, that, that that's definitely one of the ones we've had an opportunity so, to try out oh yeah great stuff. i have that one no yeah you, i mean you guys know all about that pedal i'm sure anybody listening uh has like at least it's on their radar I mean, you know, this, I'm, it started as a hybrid. I love hybrid circuits like silicon and germanium together, usually like a silicon gain stage hitting a germanium uh, gain stage is like my ideal sound. So when I heard that, uh, you know, electronic audio experiments was like doing this pre and post gain thing and um, there was some EQ controls and it was a hybrid circuit i was like okay i'm in and the demos were amazing so grabbed one then they came out with this like green dragon sparkle finish grabbed that 
Oh wow! And then the and then the V two came out, and I was like, "Well, well shoot, <laughs> gotta have that." Like now, what do you see? And he shrunk it in the in the V two. What's what's different? Uh, it has the sweet toggle switch. It has a clang mode. Oh yeah. Um, and I think it has I the the bottom mode is is like higher gain. It's a little bit more more gritty. The middle mode is like the standard. I like it on standard, and I, I I just like it always on. It's like my main tone shaping and gain shaping. Like I'll just turn things on around it and leave it on, uh, and it just like, you know, an awesome sound for for your guitar. Yeah. Uh, I well, obviously it's a guitar pedal, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, putting a. Uh, putting a percolator before the halberd is an awesome combination. Uh, that's just like, it's like an excellent pairing. If you, you know, just hit, hit the front end of the halberd and, and send it into a little bit crazier overdrive with the, uh, with the percolator, that's like a really nice one, two punch. If you want to go up a notch, so you run um, the percolator in front of the halberd you said. Yeah. Yeah. So, Divi in the halberd or any percolator into halberd is like a, a, a seriously awesome combination. So uh, I think most people, the idea of having a preamp, this is in effect a preamp, run it um, in front of things, but you're running your drives in front yeah. of the preamp. Yeah. I like, uh, I like having all that breakup just go into that end of the halberd and even have it just be amplified that much more by it. Yeah, I'll have to try that. I didn't try that like a dumb dumb. I did not. The whole, do that. like, I think this four on the floor is definitely something to uh, to put down and actually give a shot. Um, you know, for for everybody listening at home, it's yeah. kind of a a counterintuitive thing, but uh, yeah, you're, it's you're kind of running everything backwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sounds it sounds really crazy though. It sounds good. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I can hear I'm you in, smiling when you say it. that, so that's a good thing. Yeah, percolator and the halberd is like my latest favorite favorite thing. And um, I was actually, yeah, I was talking to Brendan from from Noise Generator uh, when he was doing the HPX thing. He was like, "You should try that. Mm. It's sweet." And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try that. I'm so definitely gonna give it a shot. And now yeah. it's like my, <laughs> it's like my favorite, my favorite combo. Very cool. Um, what yeah. what do you got for uh, number four? Okay, so the last one, uh, it was tough to pick. Uh, I guess so. I ended up going with the Ibanez DL10. Oh, which is like. So I, I think I feel like I need to explain myself here. You got <laughs> some explaining like, to do. <laughs> I got some sweet boutique like pedals up front, and then just like finishing off this signal chain with like this weird this. Well, that's not weird, but this kind of left of center uh, digital delay. Yeah. Um, I like. I really like. Uh, putting a short delay at the end of everything and the dl10 it stays like it doesn't get too bright and it stays dark and clean um i just set it really short just so it kind of there's this thing about like short delay you set a short delay time it, it kind of expands and 
uh, it makes the it makes everything seem huge. It's also the DL10 is also awesome because it has you know it's like has two outputs. Just gonna take a look at. It. Yeah, it's got the dry out and the and the delay out. So uh, there's a lot of options there if you're having a, you know. So I'll set it short um, and use it to either split amps or run stuff in parallel. Oh yeah, and um, it's just like an awesome tool for that. Like a lot of people use a chorus for that, uh, you know, like an Ibanez chorus or like an analog chorus or something. But DL10 is is my kind of go-to for that because to me it 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 just um it keeps everything clean and it's 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 like a nice compliment to you know like an all analog kind of uh dirt section or something and the dude who put the dl10 on my radar is this guy uh andy villalobos who plays in a band called james Supercave. he's one of my good buddies from la um he we were talking about delay. He actually helped me with the tone Fox. Uh, mm. He like helped me prototype it and gave me some feedback like way early in the game before. Which is not a delay, by the models. way. It's not a delay. It's an over. It's one of the overdrives we'll talk about. Oh, I wasn't but, uh, telling you that. I was telling everybody <laughs> else that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So he was like, we were talking about delay, and I was talking about analog debt delay because i was always a memory man guy i was always the lux memory man i was like gotta have the memory man like i won't use anything else mm. like digital delay is bs you know but then he's like he explained the dl10 to me and now it's just like i can't you know that's kind of a part one. of a board and it's it's cool i mean i think they're fairly inexpensive these days yeah, they're they're about it's like the, buck twenty or on yeah, reverb, anywhere from ninety nine to one hundred and thirty five, yeah. something like that. Yeah, because I was looking at like the eighty nine. I mean, obviously the deluxe memory man is massive, except now they made it tiny. The EHX made the memory man like baby size now. Yeah, and it's like hilarious. It's pretty pricey. <laughs> I mean, all things yeah, considered, like three hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, and for was, a smaller pedal and one that has been around for so long. But I wanted to do the 89. I like in my mind, I was like, oh, that's the delay for me, you know, mm -hmm. like the small format delay or whatever, uh, you know, to do this thing, you know, splitting signals, short delay time at the end of your chain. And um, I tried, you know, just like super bright and I didn't really like it. And mm. but. I really like this. It has a weird chip in it. It's like one of those pre, I mean, it has this, this giant digital delay chip. I, I used to know it, which one it was, and, but I, I don't remember what it's called anymore. That's okay. call it a 175. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. The 175 chip. That'll work. Let's do that. <laughs> Um, nice, sweet, one seventy five <laughs> chip. So yeah, that's the end of my uh, phone. We, uh, we encourage nice. everyone to go buy that's stock nice in one seventy five <laughs> chips. It's going to skyrocket after this. <laughs> well, that's a mighty nice four on the floor, man. That's cool. We got, I love getting introduced to new yeah, things. That first one and new sun. ways of doing things. I mean, that's what uh, that's what it's all about, man. So speaking of awesome pedals and and you know rethinking things and putting own twists, I didn't say any of that previous to what. I just said, but now that I've said it, let's talk about that. Vader and Pedals 
<laughs> Tony's doing a quick take. What did Jesus say? I don't know. Vader and Pedals, we are going to find out more about uh, the pedals that Chris is making. And the number one thing on everybody's mind right now, what's up with the name, man? What's up with Vader and Pedals? Okay, so the name, Vaderin. I um when I started out, I I didn't want a name that was like easily I wanted to come up with a, a made up word. Um and you know, I when I was coming up with a name, I wrote down a giant list of of name possibilities, and uh one of them was invader. Um but I knew that I wanted to make up a made up word. And so I just took the in from invader and stuck it on the end. Uh, and because, you know, I thought Vader and sounded cool. And I also wanted to just own search for the word Vader in. Mm -hmm. Like if you type in Vader in into Google, it's just me for like two pages. So it's kind of an easy way to stake out real estate. And uh, yeah, it's really just invader, that little spaceman mask logo i had that uh you know some artwork some stencil artwork that i had laying around and you know i was like oh he's my mascot he's the invader so that's where i got the name from probably the most comprehensive description of how i came up with the name <laughs> the big one on everybody's radar right now at the moment if you look on instagram if you look on your website wherever you're looking we're seeing the hpx all over the place so get us kicking on that real quick Okay, cool. So I had made the Tone Fox and the Cherry Fuzz and I had those out and, you know, people were like, cool, but, you know, it was, it was kind of not, um, it hadn't really caught people's attention, let's say. And so I kind of realized, like, I, I had put the original circuits, you know, I hadn't really done like a known quantity or something. And you know, I had just discovered what a harmonic percolator was like you know, probably the end of, you know, beginning of 2020, end of 2019, end of 2020, I was like, oh, wow, there's this whole thing. It's, uh, you know, Steve Albini. It's a crazy circuit. It's like secret. You know, I looked up all the online articles. I went down the rabbit hole. For those who don't know what a harmonic percolator is or does or what the legacy of it might be, cool. why are people so hot on it? There was a lot of like mystique about it. Um, there was a video with Steve Albini, like hopping, literally hopping around. His Steve studio. Albini is from. He's a famous music producer. He produced In Utero by Nirvana and a bunch of. He produced uh, uh, Surfer Rosa by the uh -huh. Pixies, uh, like a bunch of albums in that uh, time. He was also in a band called Big Black. Uh, he's in a band called Shellac. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge big black fan love those albums from the 80s songs about f word and uh atomizer um and so there's this video online about him like hopping around and saying you know talking about harmonic percolators and how he uses them and and all this stuff you know some people had come out with some circuits and it was like everybody was wanting to know uh like what the actual circuit was and what the components were and stuff i don't remember how many years ago this was but i think when i kind of caught that whole arc it was a few years kind of played out and a bunch of clones had come a bunch of original takes on the circuit had 
been put out a bunch of combinations with, you know, like speaking of electronic audio experiments, they did the dude incredible with uh, electro foods and stuff. So it had been like a pretty well tread circuit at that point. And, you know, I think most recently the HP2 by LAN devices kind of, you know, got a huge, you know, like people are flipping those on reverb left and right. And they're in big high demand and everything. So there was kind of a, a moment to me in the last year where I was like, you know, I just want a reliable, solid percolator on my board that's not going to break the bank that I can get. You know, no one's like able to keep their percolator in stock a lot. And I didn't want one with like more than two knobs. And there wasn't one out there. So, um, you know, I just dialed in on the circuit and put it together. You know, I, I tried like a ton of different transistor combinations, ended up settling on the one that became the HBX. And I just tweaked and tweaked it. Uh, you know, I was doing other stuff at the time and it was kind of like an afterthought for me to put that out because you know, I'd put out the vaporizer. I, I thought like the vaporizer was going to be my big pedal of the year and that kind of thing. Like I thought it was so cool. I mean, it's a cool pedal, but uh the next month i put out the hbx and then like everybody was like wow i really like this and then everybody ended up picking one up and um yeah i mean people are just still grabbing them and i'm super busy i'm just making them every day i'm like making a pile of hpx's and moving them on and people are really liking them um but yeah i just wanted it to be like you know, kind of a straight ahead overdrive to like gnarly fuzz and have it's, some serious it's range. It's kind of an all in one thing if you don't want it to sound like a normal thing. And yeah, and yeah, totally. By that, I, I just like some of the electronics in it. Um, I've heard reference to like the odd and the even approach to how they're lined up. Right, right. So I think like in the lore or in like what people think of when they think of percolator, they think like it's got to have that that germanium transistor in there and it's got to have this like special combination of capacitors uh to get that like albini sound mm -hmm. um, and i was like okay it's just probably like a biasing thing mostly because it's an interesting transistor topology that makes up the circuit um and you know when i started messing around with like how it was biased it kind of occurred to me that uh, a lot of the schematics that are floating around out there aren't really like the best, in my opinion, like the best way to bias this thing. Hmm. And um, it was interesting to kind of see what the other builders had did in their circuits uh, as well. So um, and it's a pretty simple set of, of uh, components too. I mean, there's not, there's not a ton to it, it's, but how you, how yeah, you organize it, those is the exactly the exactly and and i think that's why everybody kind of or not everybody i mean mo a lot of the clone or not clones a lot of the iterations on the circuit kind of went with like all these really expansive feature sets uh because there's a lot you can do here i mean you can get octave up and down and self-oscillation and, and you can just like have this circuit go absolutely bonkers yeah um and have knobs coming out everywhere and switches and all these options. But I just wanted to like set it up as a really solid uh, distortion overdrive. And, um, you know, I mean, I think what ended up coming out was like, you know, 
I think it accomplished what I was going for. Nice. Uh, people dig it. Um, you well, know, one thing that I really like about that is uh, the, the specifically the one that you that you gave us over here uh, to play with was, um, and it's orange and black, which is awesome. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice touch. Um, yep. Is the I know that the the knee jerk reaction is to just go kind of gun it and and just see how crazy uh-huh. it can get. But I gotta say, I really loved the tones that were in the lower gain uh, section of that. That um, were they just worked really well with the other things that I was. Uh, plugging into and actually, you know, uh, how it was complementing my style of of playing, and and as you were yeah. talking, man, it can go from it can go from a really like, I mean, for lack of better terms, it is an asymmetric kind of feeling thing. It doesn't feel yeah. Uh, there's an openness to it too. It it's not like when you you know if you hit some fuzz pedals, all you hear is a fuzz. Just like if you hit a phaser, it's like guess what? Here's your phaser yep. in your face. Um, and this has a lot of openness to it. It doesn't just turn into round mush. You know, you can dig in yeah. and you can get those th- that attack. It has a certain je ne sais quoi. Y- yeah, or attack. Yeah, so my thing about top end is always like to keep the, to keep the low end like really tight um, and not like get it muddy, you yeah. know? Yeah, yep. Let it get muddy. Um and so that was, it was kind of like a one-two punch here for me where it was like, pick the capacitors, but also bias the, the circuit yeah. in, in such a way that the low end stays tight, the top stays nice, and you can get like really clean. Like it almost gets clean when you turn that left knob down all the way, yeah. basically. Yeah. And then... You know the the volume knob has that has that low pass filter on it. So yeah, and then the switch in the middle, highest pass hissy. You know yeah, and then the switch you got the clipping diodes. Um, so they act, the clipping diodes don't actually kick in until you get to like what is it like nine or ten o'clock. Mm. Um, so there's you know it gets like really low uh, gain in the in the front, but but then in the last 10% of the left knob, I mean, it is like totally squished, you know, it's just like super gnarly, yeah. super loud. It'll do it that has if you want It has volume to it, you know. I measure all the transistors inside, like I only pick a certain gain range, like not too high, not too low. Uh, even though they're silicon transistors, I still just measure them all um, so that, you know, it, it just the combination biases right every single time. Well, and it makes each transistor feel important. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, they are, I think here, you know. Yeah. So what what um, what's your uh, typical, I mean, how many do you have to not use percentage-wise that you're testing? Oh, um That's a good question. You're probably like 50%. Yeah. Wow. But I know you use them for other things. It, yeah. The silicon transistors are are so cheap yeah uh i mean like the the 2n404a i think right now is like seven dollars which is astronomical wow um 
And, you know, I, I do that alternate version of the percolator and I put those in that. Uh, and I kind of kept that going, mm. you know, it's like a $20 kind of price difference. Yeah. I think. Wow. But I mean, I'm, I'm also on this like small scale where I can do that. Uh, you can't, it's hard. It gets hard to source like, you know, it's the Texas Instruments 2 and 404A. Like that's what was in the HP1. Um, you know, it's not like a, a Russian transistor or anything. Yeah. Like I've got a spot to get those. So Now you found a way to also, aside from the actual sound design on this, you found a way to make it, um, I think, a unique offering. And that is the actual, the art on the pedal. It's uh it's highly recognizable and it, in it's yeah. super, super simple. What, and why don't you explain that to everybody? So, um, well, I'm big on that pedal art. Uh, I think it's a huge part of, uh, guitar pedals as artwork. And, um, I always wanted to use this on a pedal. I thought it was such a cool minimalist design. My sister, who also does the printing for a lot of the Vaderin pedals. Uh, she designs wallpaper and does patterns and stuff. So, you know, I kind of like got influenced by her and I was like, it would be cool to just have a pattern on a pedal and not like have any words or any labels or anything. Um, and, you know, I just remembered Felix the cat and he had this magic bag. I also always just wanted to call a pedal magic box. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like this reference is a little bit more. It's like a, a little bit deeper, so it's not so like blatantly obvious. It's like calling a pedal the magic bag or a magic box. Uh, it just was like the perfect storm of simplicity, and I think I got the HPX of from the X on the design. Um, yeah, it's just a great little. They kind of go with each other to me, the artwork and the sound of the pedal. It's like simple, but effective, but cool looking, it has some vibe to it. Uh, you can do it in different colors. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was like yeah. a big uh, reason why I chose that. I mean, I knew I was going to do different colors. Color versioning is huge, man. It's sweet. I don't know I if mean, you know that, but well, <laughs> the color the colors are a cool story too. Because I, you know, so the yellow and black was out for a while, and I get a message from these dudes, and they were like, "We're putting together a pink pedal board, and can we, uh, can you make us a pink and purple HPX?" And I was like, "Yes, absolutely." <laughs> And I had some pink enclosures, and so my sister just printed the purple X's on it, and I posted them, and everybody was like, I want that one. So I got a bunch made, and I don't know what the numbers are, but I've pretty much sold one for one on the pink and the yellow, which I would have never in a million years been like, oh, pink and purple. That's going to be hot. But I think pink pe petals are like happening right now, and so it was a good time to do it. Um, and then I just, you know, picked my own combinations. I did the reverse and I did green and purple. I think I like green and purple the best. Mm. Yeah. That is a good looking uh, color. Yeah. I'm a huge dinosaur junior fan. So I kind of just cop their, well, their signature colorway. You know what I mean? When I saw this, uh, orange and black one, you know what I said? Radio. <laughs> nice. 
that's for the, for anybody a, under 75 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's Felix the cat's catchphrase, which originally uh, he was called Master Tom. Didn't know if anybody knew that, but didn't they, know that. Yeah. Jeez. You're full of useful you careful, information. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um awesome. So the cool thing is uh, this is what we talked about a little bit before, um, so I don't want to make it seem like like I'm just bringing it up now and it's some sort of like rehash, not a rehash, but uh, Chris and I talked about this on the phone. I think one thing that you've done very well with something in a in a very simple format is also the beauty of pop art, which is we like, to, we like things that are recognizable that are also unique. So things that, that, that are the same, but also unique. It's a very rare combination. Andy Warhol did that, you know, through the teeth. Um, a lot of modern pop artists do that. And I think something that's really cool is you've got this, this look on this print on the front. And that's what people want. Everything else to do with it is fully customizable, uh, at least from a from a version standpoint, so you've got yeah. a like a, a regeneration machine dot com. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. Got all the domains these days. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think um, yeah, it's a it's a it's definitely a cool uh, a cool place to sit, and the feedback is is well received. I think it's like a a good combination. Yeah. Pop art and boutique pedals. I. Uh, I mean, I've always been into art. And like I said, my sister was like a big influence with some of the patterns she was doing for her wallpaper and stuff. Um, so it kind of bled over a little bit. And I'm definitely, you know, gonna... Like it, with the Tone Fox and the Cherry Fuzz, like it was kind of, it was like a step toward that, you know? But I think putting it in the pattern and having that iconic reference to mm -hmm. the magic bag is was, it kind of like took it all the way over the line from that. Yeah, uh, perspective. But like, I'm already working on some new stuff. It's going to have like a similar vibe to it with the minimalist patterns and that sort of thing. Cool. I wouldn't sell the the cherry fuzz short either because that's the that's where you got onto my radar. I, I that was oh, the nice. first pedal that I saw, and it's got. I mean, it's a different style of kind of that pop art, but it's got a. You know, almost yeah. like the icon design. Like it's a neat font and an icon, and it's two colors right. and very catchy. And anodized and, red knobs on a white. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah the uh, the aesthetic of that was like slick. That I was trying to like. Well, John, you know a lot about like fruit themed pedals, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like that, we were like talking about that like a year ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, because you were like, oh, I'm coming out with a whole fruit lineup. And I was like, crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it was it was like a step toward, I think, the the pop, the pop art look. Um, and then, you know, with the vaporizer, I was like, I want to put like aliens on my and robots on my pedal, too. Not just like minimalist stuff. So it's the vaporizers like over the top, like laser beams flying around kind of stuff. It's you know? definitely a divergence from the other three. There's a lot more going yeah. on with the, I mean, not that it's bad, but it's, I mean, there's a lot more going on with the, uh, yeah. the theme there. Hmm. And then uh, you got Tone Fox, which is also a deliciously slick looking pedal. Tell us about the Tone Fox. I think that's a, that's a pretty cool. interesting one. 
the tone fox was the first circuit that i came up with that i was like okay this is awesome i had been you know i started building pedals and i had been coming up with my own circuits on the breadboard that sort of thing but the tone fox is the first time i was like all right people will be into this um and so i wanted it to be the first one i did it's it's a hybrid uh distortion you know like overdrive distortion it's got a jfet uh first gain stage and a, a like a tone bender ish kind of uh germanium transistor second gain stage and uh that's what the philly boys do they stick a jfet in everything it's they're delicious yeah man. yeah i mean i i don't <laughs> i don't mean to so. say that like to, to diminish the, the philly work, guys like but yeah i mean it's it's kind of a, a, an interesting thing you know well, I, I, I mean, I, you know, the Tone Fox is like, it's, if you look at the circuit, I don't know if you can tell or not, but it's a combination of a bunch of parts of a bunch of circuits that I was messing around with at the time. And one of the cool, one of the places I got started with understanding JFETs and how to bias them and, and how they work was, was the runoff groove Fetzer valve project which has like this, this kind of in-depth explanation about amping like tubes and it goes really far into the rabbit hole. But I had been messing around with that on the breadboard and I had got it to a place where I was like, Hey, this, I like this. It's like a very exaggerated, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if it sounds like a tube or whatever, but it sounded good. I really liked it. Uh, so I was like, it would be cool if, you know, you smashed a tone bender kind of, back end on this thing and i you know tried a bunch of caps and measured some stuff and uh you know i i it's it sounds unique and like i you know i was talking about andy earlier um this is one of those moments where yeah i was like hey man uh check this pedal i made you know he's a musician he's like a professional guitar player he's like cool let's see what let's see what you got here you know what i mean it was like the first one I had built and he just like put it on the floor and played it and he just loved it. And it was like, Hey, can I keep this kind of a thing? You know? Uh, so that's like where I got, I, I felt like the feedback was good and I should keep building pedals, you know? Um, yeah. and you know, I'll definitely mention too that before that, I mean, I had built another pedal and my friend Colin, uh, my friend Colin Deshay from Low Hum. It was the same deal, you know. I, it was like the second pedal I ever built. I brought it over his house. I was like, "Hey, dude, look what I did!" And he was like, "Cool, let's see what you got." And then he put it on his floor, you know, on his board. And it just, you know, it's like three and a half years later, it's still there. It's like a signature sound. It's like on all his albums and stuff. And those two moments were were really big for me, and they were basically just like all right, I'm going to keep doing this no matter whatever else I'm doing. You know, it's so fulfilling. I think the most fulfilling part about this is to see a musician of any shape or size take your pedal and put it on their board and get stoked and get happy and get, like, sounds from it that they like that pushes their whole cause forward and their vibes forward and just, you know, makes them feel good about what they're doing. And uh, that's, like, the most fulfilling piece for me is to see a guitar player or any other musician uh you know put some electrons through my pedal and and make a, a dope sound like 
that's what it's all about, really. Heck yeah. So, you know, having these two guys that are my good friends and that I also have serious respect for as musicians turn around and be like, this is my favorite guitar pedal now. I was like, oh, wow, I got to keep doing this. Like, this is, you know, this is the deal. This is like the best thing that's ever happened. You know what I mean? Indeed. Like, I got to just keep making pedals, you know? So, <laughs> well, speaking of keeping making pedals, what of, uh, can you reveal anything else that you have on the drawing boards? Um, well, yeah. So, I'm Colin and I, uh, you know, he just came out with his second album and we were like, we got to do like a V2 of this like original fuzz. So I had put a circuit together six or eight months ago because I knew we were going to do this at some point. The V2 of that circuit that I had done would be. So he and I, he's in this band Low Hum. Uh, we're going to we're gonna put that signature Low Hum artist only pedal out. It's going to be like limited and it's it's got some really cool stuff going on. You know, it's got that same kind of hybrid thing uh except doesn't have a has a darlington in the front it's got some octave up in there and the germanium gain stage in the back and mm -hmm. uh tone control and like this crazy noise gate that you can mess with so we're pretty stoked about that and awesome it, i actually have it like sitting here he's on tour i was trying to like get it to him and have it drop in halfway through the tour but uh too many hpx orders coming in right now so it's <laughs> yeah. like not a bad problem problems to have you know yeah so that's like the new thing and then we're gonna do that and then i've been thinking about like so with the hpx just like happening and you know tone fox and cherry fuzz and the vaporizer are you know they're they're gonna get paused for a while um and i'm thinking about like different series that i can like i'm I have an idea for a pedal that I want to follow up the Colin pedal with, but I want to come up with one, maybe two different like series that I can do like small runs of pedals on alongside of the pedals that I'm doing every month, you know, as like the main line. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of cool 70s fuzzes that I have built and rebuilt and modified over the last couple years that I really just want to like put back into the world as like actual you know usable user-friendly kind of pedal board friendly units there's like a lot of misunderstood circuits out there i think that deserve to be shown and there's a lot of really cool obscure fuzz pedals that came out in like the 70s they sound really cool and amazing but uh they're they're popular on the diy scene but no one really in my opinion has like gotten it right gotten you know a wide release with it or anything like that so i kind of wanted to come out with a series kind of revamp those circuits and stuff and put an original spin on like an old circuit you know yeah well uh, that's uh that is definitely one of the fun things when you're hunting around on the internet just finding like what are all these old pedals that sometimes maybe you haven't yeah. heard of or, or don't understand that it's the root of something that someone else built that's that's uh awesome but uh, Chris, thank you so much for walking us through all of your uh, your work, your your pedals, and your inspirations for them. I think that's a really important part of helping to get into a pedal. Is like, what was the inspiration, and where did you take that inspiration to new places? So we really appreciate that, man. Thank you for sharing all that. Cool, no problem. Yeah, my pleasure. Let's see, John. John standing in for Jared today. 
who we miss dearly. I can't even explain how much I miss Jay. We didn't hear his clock go off either. Oh, yeah, all, that's I, right. I could I could do something that would, you know. Yeah, don't, have an alarm don't make a clock sound. Or, but um uh, you got a would you rather Forrest? I do. So Perfect. now is the time on the show. Yes. That we like to refer to as Would You Rather? Today's Would You Rather. Kind of weak. Well, well I, I appreciate that he's not trying to go for it because, you know, that's Jared's territory and, and he's fiercely protective of that. As you recall, I went for it last time and I caught you some You don't want Jared fiercely protective of coming after you. So today's Would You Rather comes from our dear friend Sam Jett. So you're walking down the street and you see an ad stapled to a telephone pole that says, looking for ripping guitar player. You pull a tab and then you found yourself in the band called Buddhist Priest, specializing in <laughs> JCM 800 inspired heavy metal glory. <laughs> However, part of the band's ethos is to not cause excessive disturbance in the universe. And as a result, you and your bandmates have decided not to Buddhist play priest. any louder than nine decibels on stage. In order to accomplish this goal, you have two options. So this is, we're getting to the meat and potatoes here, yeah. Tony. You'll want to pay attention. Yes. Well, he's hungry now. Mm. Would you rather play a JCM 800 voiced 5-watt amp or play a JCM 800 100-watt amp that has been attenuated? It's a great question. Ooh, it's yeah. a really great question. Oh, there's more. Oh, wait. Assume that each option will have the same sound pressure level or decibel reading on stage, and that each rig has the same pedal board guitar combo. Mm. Naturally. And there is a note here that uh, Sam's Better Half came up with the band name, yes. so we've got to give her some, some that's, that's production a great name. credit there. Very clever. Sam's better half. <laughs> Ms. Ms. Jet. Uh, okay. So. So you, you can have a JCM 800 voiced 5 watt amp. Right. Or. Or. You can have a, a JCM 800, 800 100 watt, 100 watt amp. Through an attenuator. Through an attenuator. And you have to get it down to 9 dB. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We had. I'm going to go with one of the entries or not entries but one of the suggestions that we got from tony's nicknames uh tone sickle we're going to <laughs> we're, we're going to find out what you are going to do then we're going to check in with john hit chris and then i'll take us out of this i might use that for a pedal yeah why the not the tone sickle yeah we'll think about that i believe in order to get down to 9 db you're going to have to attenuate the uh, hell. 90. 90. 90 dB. Oh, 90. 90 dB. I so, thought I heard 9. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 90. 90s. Well, that's a little more realistic. Yes. The hair not growing on my head makes 9 dB. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was, you know, you might as well just not Sprouting. plug in. <laughs> I that, heard that. That one. I heard that one. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, even at, even at 90, I mean, you, you really have to trim it back quite a ways. And to attenuate a 100-watt amp uh, to make it quiet enough, um, I think it's going to affect 
the overall sound of 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 that amp. So I think I'm gonna. I think the safer choice would be a JCM 800 voiced five watt amp. Mm. And that way, if you need to get a little more out of it, you can really crank it. Um, as long as you don't kill any insects while you're doing it. That's part of the Buddhist side. I wonder if turning mm-hmm. it around to, uh, this is what you see all the time in clubs where like, why is the amp backwards? Because they brought in an amp that's too much. Too for big. That. Yeah. Too much. I wonder if that would uh, help bring down the, oh, the, the, the DB facing outward, but that's not really included. That's, now no, we can't no, say that. That changes the yeah, SPL. Yeah, yeah, yeah you change your SPL. Okay, John. Uh, so Tony's not going to be in a, on an island by Yay! himself this week, and this this is an easy one for me because I'm a fan of lower wattage amps anyway. So mm. to me, it's a no brainer. Um, and and really for a lot of the same reasons that Tony said, if you've got an amp that's designed to run at five watts you're going to be a lot closer to that 90 decibel range throughout a lot more of the usable range of that amp's volume. Uh, whereas the 100 watt, you're really going to have to attenuate it, and you're, you're going to lose, I would say, a fair amount of the signature of that sound as it goes through. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say uh, JCM 500 or 800 voiced 5-watt amp, final answer, Regis. All right. Very good. Welcome to the island. Okay. Uh, let's see, Chris, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, the 5-watt voicing as well. Um, I'm, I'm definitely uh, lately been into the smaller amps too. You can always... Um, it's, it's easier to make something uh, louder that is... You can like mic it up and, and make it louder or something if you want to, but it's it's hard to make loud things soft mm. uh, overall, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're, it doesn't make any sense to have a hundred watt amp try to make that, uh, you know, get quieter. Yeah. Um, because it's not going to sound very good if you just like have it l- below one on the dial or something like that. Um, or uh, you know, I mean, those things sound good cranked. Uh, you got to crank them. So, yeah. yeah, to get the, the uh, to get the real business out of them. Yeah, it's better to have like a modeler or, you know, something uh, something tiny so you can have that big sound at a, at a low volume. Uh, you know, it's designed for that. So, yeah, JCM 800, five water all day. OK, Todd. Well, I'm going to do the same thing. Um, and uh, I mean, we talked about all the obvious reasons. There's a reason that I don't bring a half stack into uh any shows I'm doing just because you just can't. And having an amp, especially if you're, I I think that this is something that people don't necessarily think about, but wherever you're practicing, whatever volume you feel is going to be like, yes, this sounds awesome. In all that likelihood (laughs) is either not going to be, it's either going to be too high or too low, depending on where you are ultimately playing which is going to also greatly affect what your effects are doing. So if you're running drive stuff as well, and all of a sudden you got to take your amp volume down by half or boost it to where it's breaking up because you're actually on an outdoor stage and, yeah. you know, uh, uh, 
it, 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 I mean, it makes a huge difference. So I like uh, the the lesser the lesser wattage. So plus, you can always mic a five watt amp. Yeah, as uh, as Chris was talking about. So oh, that was a pretty good one. Thank you, Sam Jet, for sending that in. Um, and Mrs. Jet. And Ms. Yeah, Ms. Jet. Uh, so that sounds like that's a good name, Ms. Jet. We are going to thank a handful of people, actually two handfuls of people, and then we're going to uh, say goodbye to our friend Chris. Okay? Go ahead. Uh, hang on. Um, Am let's I see. missing something? Go ahead, um, Tony Dugeschnitzel. Ah! <laughs> Oh, such great, such great yes. things. While he's looking that up, how many names are on this list? I mean, there's a handful. Many. A handful. Many. Yeah. Yeah. Many. Okay. You know, Todd, at this point of the show, yep. there's a special group of people that we love to thank. Those are our executive producers. Now, you might be wondering, what's an executive producer? And maybe more importantly, how, uh, as a mere mortal, could I become an executive producer? Quite simple. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple of levels you can participate and become a sponsor, a patron, if you will, of this very podcast. Each level comes with a great bevy of thank you gifts, things like barefoot buttons and picks and, and, and flashlights and keychains and t-shirts and stickers. All the things. All the things. But as an executive producer, you get all the great stuff. I'm not going to lie. But there's one thing more. Well, there's a lot of things more, let's be honest. Well, okay. But yeah. there's one thing in particular yeah. that I'm addressing right now. Yes. What is that, John Esterly? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Tom Brazen, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Ken Sayers, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lam, Anthony Lathrop. John Anglin, John Esterly. That sounds right. Justin Jones, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Gola Guitars, Richard Kendall, Tyg Harmon, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, Gary Cooper, Mark Garten, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Trevor Gunberg, Rick Calhoun, Anthony Gemalero, John Helverson, and Drew Lopez. Mm, thank, yes. you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. But wait, Todd. Yes. There's more. There always because is. Because there's the upper echelon of executive producers. We call them our grand poobas. These fine folks get to wear a fez upon their head while listening. In fact, they're required to wear the fez upon their head while listening to the podcast. So I hope all of these people are wearing their fezes. Special, special, special thanks to these Grand Poobas. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Cody Foster, Sean S. Tom Emanasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, James Pennington, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, Johnny Morales, Mel Sanders, Bob Crouch, Sam Jet. We just heard from Sam. Michio Murakishi, Martin Cliff, Hex Matos, Michael Van Zant, 
Brian Robinson and John Daly. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so very much. We truly appreciate you um, to the fullest. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't do it without you. Yes. Uh, Chris, where can people find your things and get them things? So on the internet, it's vaderin.com, V-A-D-E-R-I-N.com. And on Instagram, Vaderin Pedals. Uh, I also just started a Twitter. So well, like two, two people on there. That's <laughs> uh, a few people. So I can't remember if it's even Vaderin or Vaderin Pedals, but. Yeah, you'll find it. Just mostly a- Instagram and I got a YouTube, Vaderin Vader and Pedals on YouTube. Yeah. But Vaderin.com and Vaderin Pedals on Instagram are the main places that I hang out. So All right. And go. DM me anytime. Yes, do that you and go talk, get them pedals. Questions. Especially the uh especially the HXs with the uh with the, the all the color things you're gonna be doing. I I, I can feel it coming out. Uh let's see here. Tony. Yes, Tony. How about yourself? Head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out a couple of things that I've got available for sale on the site. By and large, what I do is custom work. So, you know, shoot me an email. Let me know what you're looking for. Let me know what you want to do. I might have a good idea for you, how to accomplish everything you want. We can discuss materials. We can discuss size. We can discuss shapes. Okay. Shoot me an email. Perfect. John. Well, depending on when this drops, you will have either just missed the new pedal drop or it will be coming up soon. So okay. there is a new pedal coming from Rare Buzz Effects November 15th. So look at your calendar and make it make some decisions about that. Uh, until then or after then, uh, website is www.rarebuzzer.com. That's Rare Buzz with the E-R at the end. Uh, and then it's at Rare Buzzer anywhere that social media is sold. Awesome. New harmonic percolator coming out by... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's doing, he's doing yeah. X's, do it. And, he's do doing it. X's <laughs> and hearts. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's like the fuzz face. Yeah. Yeah. Right? All right. Um, you can send me an email, Todd, at theguitarknobs.com. You can also uh, direct message me on Instagram, at guitarknobs. Send us a note. Send us your would-you-rathers, especially. We love getting those. All right. We also wanted to say... Hello, Maxine. Hope you like the show. Hope you like your dad on the show. Hi, Maxine. <laughs> that's cool. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. So that's that's his daughter, by the way. Sorry, everybody's like, what the? Who's what? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe. Oh yeah. Yep. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. Nope. No. 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 Go. Yeah, I didn't have your volume me? up. <laughs> now. I'm so sorry. I your still, fader was down. The Vader fader was down. The Vader fader. Drink that whole bottle. My mama said that um, the devil put a pulp in uh, orange juice, so I am not allowed to drink that. <laughs> Cody Lane is in my head and in my eyes. Oh, my has a second <laughs> name. It's M-A-Y. Clink, you bumbling fool. Most people call me Novak. Novak, we need more whiskey. I, well. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Oh, I love to eat it every day.
And if you ask me why, I'll say... That's Tony's M.O. It's strictly for medicinal purposes. Yes. All right, absolutely. (laughs) Takes me half a bottle of bourbon to keep me from cutting off Todd's head and putting it in a bowling bag. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Okay. I'm not really sure what to do with that. Buy more whiskey. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. It's weird. I, I feel like I know you guys. It's like a weird thing. I listen to the show like... Every week. I mean, I listen to every show. <laughs> oh, man. That's cool. That's, uh, yeah. 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 It's it's weird. It's weird talking to you. <laughs> it's easy. I know nothing. I see nothing. I'm pretty nice. sure that came from a science place. A place of science. <laughs> Embalmer. <laughs> well, they do science there, too. Jared is her favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Jared too. Loves Jared so much. Yeah. Is it good? Are we good? We're good. We're was good. It, was it a good talk? Yes. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Because Oscar Mayer has a way like, with that. The I just moved it a foot. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time